have the two of you sat down and honestly talked about what this did to you? Do you feel like you have communicated that? Now tell me how you're going to fix that by not talking about it. It's none of your business. You're not a do you. Lean on me when you're not strong and I'll be your friend. I'll help you carry on for it won't be long till I'm gonna shut the fuck up, Donnie. Today we learn how to give friendly advice based on wisdom, compassion, and sensitivity, but also from a place of tough love without being a fucking cocksucker about it. You're on the Angry Man's Carousel. What's going on, guys? Angry Nation, how are ya? Is that, uh, is that fucking, uh, is that preemptive of me? Or is it presumptuous of me to, uh, just fucking jump the gun and start talking about having a nation of followers? Fucking Angry Nation. You know what? I like it. Michael Savage has Savage Nation, and that's cheesy as fuck. At least mine uh, is something you can kind of get behind. What's going on? It's uh, fucking Saturday, uh, October 27th, 2018. I'm doing this podcast about 7.30 at night. There's not a soul in the house except for me and uh, a few cats, which are a few too many. (laughs) And, of course, the dog. I'm going to talk about something tonight that a few people will definitely not like. And it's something that a lot of other people might not like too. I've been accused a lot, especially in my adult life, of being too forward, too much to the point on certain matters being stubborn, being bullheaded, being a man that his passion for his convictions far outweighs his manners. Well, fuck that and fuck you too. If you're going to hide behind, oh, he was mean about it. Go suck a dog's dick. I am done being nice. I'm done being Mr. Nice Guy about some of this stuff. I'm done with people treating me like uh, I'm kind of some some kind of fucking teenager, popping zits all over the mirror, jerking off in my mom's basement, eating hot pockets every meal of the day, playing too many fucking video games, and not knowing shit about life. I'm fucking done with it. This episode, I'm going to make absolutely zero 
Motherfucking apologies. This is going to be an angry episode. And if you don't want to hang out for that, deuces. Bye. Don't care. This is going to be about as angry as I've ever been on this fucking show. And we're closing in on our 50th episode pretty soon. So again, fair warning, bitches. If you don't want to hear me, go the fuck off about something that is really important to me. And frankly, ought to be important to you too if you have half a fucking brain in your head. Then switch this shit off. I'm still going to be here. It's not going to change anything. But if you want to stick around for a little while and learn what it means to be a good friend and somebody that is really going to be someone that you can lean on, to be a person that others can lean on, then stick around because we're going to get into it. Before we start today's show, I would like to thank Blue Microphones. I'm using the Blue Snowball Ice. And fucking superior quality, great sound, picks up what I want it to and doesn't pick up the stuff that I don't. Today's show is uh, unofficially sponsored by the official beer of today, which is Budweiser Copper Lager. It tastes good. Go get some. Now, back to the show. For those of you who don't know, my home life has been going through great turmoil lately. I've been having a super difficult time. I love my wife more than anything. I met her nearly four years ago. And for the first time in my life, I finally felt like I had done something right, that I had made it as an adult. I had met somebody and put myself in a position to win at a relationship. And I'd found somebody that could not only handle me at my worst, but also made me into my absolute possible best. The best possible possible version of myself that I could be as a human being. And she's still continuing to do that to this very day. Now, without getting into it, I'm just going to tell you things have been tough. Every relationship goes through rough patches. You know it and I know it. Some last, some don't. But we made a commitment to make things last. And that's what we're doing. So with that being said, I'm going to tell you that um, I keep a very small circle of friends close to me. I do that on purpose. Now, I'm not the most intelligent guy on the planet. I've got a hot head. Sometimes I react too quick. I let my temper get the best of me. And 
even though I'm not an expert on a large number of things, I'm an expert on what it means to be a real friend to somebody in their time of need. I reached out to several friends recently because I was having a difficult time in my marriage. My wife and I had reached a point where we were starting to wonder, what are we doing here? Things aren't working so well. We're having a tough time. We're having a tough time communicating. And I think so far, by and large, by and large my audience is mostly comprised of people that I know. But for those of you who don't know me, um, I told you a little bit about myself. And if the fucking title of the show doesn't say most of it about me, then here you go. And my wife is, uh, she's very timid. She's very uh, soft-spoken, gracious, patient, kind, loving human being. In fact, more so than any woman I've ever been with in my entire life on this planet. Not to sound like an asshole, but I've been with a good amount of people. I've dated a lot, been in many relationships. I was married once previously before. And as I described earlier, I finally felt like I had connected with somebody that was not only right for me, she was good for me. Her and I had been struggling, and so I had reached out to a core group of my friends, asking for advice, asking what I should do, um, trying to get their opinion on things. Am I fucked up? Is you know, is is she wrong? Am I wrong? What do you think? What do you suggest? What what kind of things can we do to make to make things better between the two of us? And if nothing else, just reaching out to somebody, just to have somebody else to talk to, because. When you're fighting with your spouse or your fiance or your significant other, whatever, you can't always talk to your partner, especially when it has to do with them, if it's something about them. Sometimes you just need an ear. You just need a friend to lean on. Well, that's what I thought I had had. I have... Very, very, very few friends. In fact, I've got one guy that I can regularly call on. And if I'm in a crisis or there's an emergency, eight times out of ten, I can call on this person and they're going to be around. They're going to be available and they're going to make time for me. To be there for me to listen or to give tough love or... Give me um, their opinion on something, even when they know I'm not going to like what they have to say. I reached out to another friend of mine who I've known for a very long time. This is somebody that um, is very intelligent, um, has had a lot of life experience, and who has been down this same road before that I have. And for that reason, I opened up to this person and I shared with this person a lot of what was going on. I didn't tell them the whole story. I just told them, this is the situation. These are the frustrations. These are the things we're fighting about. 
And so randomly the other day, this person sends me a text message. This person has been suggesting for weeks, I just, I just, if I will just go and pick up this one book by this one author, that everything will be fine. Things will get better. My marriage will dramatically improve without her even realizing what's going on. Which I've got to be honest with you, sounds kind of like a manipulation tactic. Whatever. I haven't read this book. I don't planning on going and grabbing it and reading it because I'm going to tell you something. That's the same thing I told this person. Just reading a fucking book by someone that you admire or that you suggest may not necessarily be the end-all be-all solution to all of my marital problems. Well, this person kind of took offense to that. The other day, this person reaches out to me and says, Hey, how are things going? Did you read that book yet? Or are you too busy still reading Playgirl, learning how to satisfy a man sexually? Which, obviously, I thought was funny. This person probably dropped that joke in there to to lighten the tension of the situation because they didn't want me to feel like they were trying to be overbearing. Which, I'll get to in a minute. I responded with, you're just jealous. I'm doing all this by memory because I deleted, I deleted the thread. My response was, you're just jealous I can suck a man's dick better than you can, which is even funnier, in my opinion. And so we, we went back and forth a couple of times, and I just basically said, I haven't picked up the book, and I highly doubt reading a book is going to just, like, fucking, like that, just instantly, magically improve my fucking marriage. And this person's response to me was, Stop being a stubborn fucker. Go out and read any one of these books and things will change in your marriage. Now, I've had similar conversations with people in my life before that sounded just like what that person was saying. If only you would read the word of God, things would change for you. Which, by the way, is actually a true statement. That one is a guarantee. But... I've been a fan of certain authors like Dr. Laura Schlesinger. I wrote, I read this book after my first divorce. Ten Stupid Things Men Do to Mess Up Their Lives. And it was a fucking revelation. It pointed out all the things that I was doing or had done to screw up things in my own life. And especially with my marriage. Now, I stand by that book and I swear by it. Do I think if people would read it, it would improve things? In a perfect world? Yeah, I do. Now, is that to say anybody who reads that book is instantly going to get better at life? Well, no, of course not. There are different factors to consider. Timing. Any other personal issues that are going on with them in their lives, such as health or or time to, to read and practice and, and, and digest that information and implement that uh, implement those tactics into their daily existence. Whether or not the people in their lives are, 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 are open to receiving that kind of strategy outli- outlined in the book. 
there's there's a million reasons why just reading a book may not necessarily completely change things around for you. Well, I told I told this person that, and their response was, if someone has had a if someone has had success in an area of their life and you don't take their advice, you're setting yourself up to fail. Now, if that were Michael Jordan telling a a 15-year-old how to shoot a jump shot, yeah, I can see that. If it's Bill Gates lecturing somebody on computer programming and and how to do it well, and that person doesn't take the advice of Bill Gates, yeah, that would be pretty stupid. But this friend of mine is no expert in the field of marriage. He's just a dude. He's a smart dude. I know that he means well. But his response to me was, listen, don't be like any of these middle or lower class poor people that just sit around waiting for the tide to turn or for life to to, to present them with a solution. Go out and make it happen on your own. Which is tough love. That's good advice. But what is not good advice is to insist that if someone doesn't do something your fucking way, that they're stubborn or they're stupid or they're they're not being serious about the problem, they're not being proactive, they're not grabbing life by the horns. That that is a that is a straight up fucking manipulation and and a, a, a fucking take technique of bullying and of whining. And sitting in your fucking ivory tower looking down on somebody struggling through something very real and personal and painful to them that they chose to open up to you about and share with you. And by saying, if you don't take my advice, well, you're setting yourself up for failure. To which I aptly responded, um, fuck you. You can do whatever you want with your kids. But the minute you start treating me like a kid, you get the middle finger. And I try to end the conversation there and walk away. After many heated words, I said what I had to say, and I fucking put my phone up. I come back to it a few minutes later to have another message from this person that reads something like this. And again, I'm doing this by memory. It said something like, By and large... In your marriage, she isn't the problem. You're the problem. And if you want to fail, well then go ahead. Choose failure, player. Now, I've done a lot of research on this because I've been super pissed off about this for several days now. And I'm going to give you some information that experts, many different experts actually, all agree on. When it comes to giving marital advice to a friend or family member. And we're also going to talk about, uh, before we get into that, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to tell you real quick from personal experience. There are two type of people that you will typically encounter during a crisis. When you reach out to a friend for help or to talk with them about something that's heavy on your heart, there are two kinds of people. There are those who rush the fuck out 
to put their two cents or their 20 cents or their $15 in on and say, well, you know what you need to do. If you would just do ABC or, you know, EFG, you would have results as good as XYZ. Or, you know, the problem is you, it's not the other person. Or being so quick to judge based on just a fractional amount of information and without even knowing who the other person is, they will jump right on a situation and tell you exactly how you need to handle it. And that kind of person is called a fucking know-it-all. Well, this works for me. So if you don't do it, then you just clearly don't care about making something work. You don't want to fix something. I've shared a lot of personal information and hopefully my wife won't be too upset with me about this, but none of you really know, except for maybe a few of you, really know who my wife even is. And those of you who do know who my wife is, you're probably already familiar with the situation. Okay, it's none of your business and I'm not going to get into it. The point is, we had a rough patch in our marriage, but we still love each other and we're working through it and it's going to be okay. One way or another, it's going to be okay. But I want to give you some st uh, statistics here really quickly. Now, I looked up a lot of information on um, what it means to uh, give sage advice or be there for a friend. And I found a common theme in every different piece of research and every article and every paper that was written uh, that I read about this. And there is one common theme. Typically people who reach out to friends for relationship advice ultimately end up failing in their relationships. And I know where you're I know exactly what you're gonna say. Well if they just would have listened to their friend, if they just would have done this, if they just would have done that. Next time you go to offer somebody advice on a subject, you better make sure that every one of your fucking ducks is in a row and you have a life that is easily examined under a microscope to be found either, if not blameless, above reproach. Any person that has ever given advice, good or bad, to a friend on how to deal with their relationship has had some kind of thing in their marriage that has been fucked up. If not more fucked up, just as fucked up as what that other person is dealing with. So let's, let's, let's just get right into it. Um, a lot of mistakes people make when a, when a, when a, when a friend of yours will reveal tension in their marriage uh, don't rush to offer somebody advice. In a United States survey of relationship advice shared between friends, a professor, a professor of, of family social science at a major university found that many people, University of Minnesota, sorry, found that many people bungle it when friends turn to them for help. High numbers of con of confiders reported their friends' response were unhelpful, hurtful, or even harmful to their marriage. 
I can attest to that. Okay, I told you earlier and I warned you people. This is a fucking gripe session. Marriage is a serious thing, man. Okay? We all take it seriously. I especially take it very... I take it as seriously as anything I've ever taken anything in my entire life. And I'm going to tell you... You need to tread very carefully... When choosing to accept that invitation into somebody else's world. If someone is vulnerable enough and trusts you enough and esteems you enough and holds you in such and high enough regard to bring you into their twisted, strange, weird little world and share information with you about what's going on in their in their relationship and their marriage, you better take it seriously. And before you speak a single fucking word of what you think is offering helpful advice to them. You better make sure it's right. You better make sure it's worked before. You better make sure it's effective. And not only that, you better make sure they're ready to hear it. And if if your response is just going to be a fuck-off response like, oh, just go read this book by so-and-so. It'll change everything. I'm going to tell you that the vast majority of marital self-help or couples help, you know, uh, therapy books or, or relationship advice books or rebuilding your marriage or making it stronger type books and seminars and classes and DVDs and fucking whatever else, even, even a lot of podcasts out there and talk shows, especially they've just got it fucking wrong. Just because someone says they're an expert in a subject does not fucking make it so. Way too many people are way qu- way too quick to offer advice instead of just shutting the fuck up and sitting there and listening. When a friend confides in us, we can feel pressure to offer wise counsel to prove our friend's trust in us was not misplaced. But often that's not what our friend is after. In fact, our friend may very well resent advice that wasn't asked for. Did you hear that part? Wasn't asked for. Or the presumption that we immediately have the solution for a painful, complex issue. Very often someone troubled by conflict with their spouse just wants to be comforted and encouraged by a neutral a neutral third party who will listen to them and pray for them. Now, if you're not the praying type, I'm sorry for you. That's fine. You don't believe in God, that's your decision. That's fine. That's your right as a human being. But even if you're not going to pray for him, do whatever you do. Send positive vibes. Whatever it is, you know, Thoughts is just something. Even if it means once a week dropping him a text and saying, hope things are going well. Let me know if you want to talk sometime. We can serve our friend well when we remember we're not a trained counselor and focus instead on doing what friends do best. That's the best advice I've ever heard on this subject. 
I talked about it at the beginning of the show. Know-it-alls. People who are quick to jump to assuming they have the solution for you. Snake oil masters. Well, reading this book worked in my marriage, so if you don't go go get it and read it, then I'm not going to give you any more advice. In fact, do you know what this person told me? This person told me, I'm not going to answer any more of your text messages until I see a selfie of you reading that book. Now, I know what they were going for there. They were challenging me to do what they think I should do to improve my situation and become happier. Their heart's in the right place. Unfortunately, their big fucking mouth just can't shut up. Long enough to just sit there and actually think, hmm, I wonder what this person really needs to hear. Or if they need if they need to hear anything. If I I've got a friend who was going through a horrible, horrible stretch in his marriage. Not that long ago. And who it is is none of your fucking business. The point is, the only reason that marriage continued to work is because they both buckled down and did what was what was right. Did I come out and say, you need to do this, you need to do that, you need to do this? No, I didn't. And there were times I thought, well... You know, he's doing the wrong thing. She's doing the wrong thing. They're both doing the wrong thing. I had a million opportunities to tell this person exactly what I thought, but guess what? It's not my fucking marriage. And what I thought didn't fucking matter. You see how that works? You can be a friend to somebody and be there for them without dumping your fucking load on their chest. Four mistakes we make when a friend's marriage is struggling. Number one, rushing to the conclusion that they should leave their spouse and then telling them to do so. Well, first of all, that's not your place. And if these people end up working things out and resolving their issues, they're going to resent you for telling them to fucking leave. That one goes without saying. Number two, Feeling like you also need to share something difficult about your own marriage. That's kind of like being a story topper, right? Sometimes me and my buddies will sit around and talk about the good old days. And I'll say, you know, I don't know if you guys ever knew this, but one time this happened and I did this and it was awesome. And then here comes somebody else right behind me. Yeah, that's cool. One time I did this, which is exactly what you're describing, only... I did it way better than you did on a much larger scale. When someone's hurting, they don't give a fuck about your relationship. Nobody wants to hear what you're, what you're going through or what you've been through. You don't need a validate advice as long as it's good advice. And again, they're probably not asking you for help or for advice. They're just asking you to act like a fucking friend and just be there for them for fuck's sake. Or is that too hard? Number three, when helpful resources aren't suggested to them. 
this friend of mine a couple of days ago has been pushing this book on me for weeks. Go read this book. It'll change your marriage. Go read this book. It'll make you a better person. Go read this book. It'll make her a better person without her even realizing that it's happening. Go read this book and all your fucking marital issues will be solved. It'll instantly improve everything. Well, how the fuck do you know that? There is not one right approach for every fucking couple to follow. Now, there are some universal guidelines that every fucking married couple should should live by, obviously. Be patient, be willing to listen to each other, consider their point of view. Don't be so quick to jump in and try and try and speak and, and rebuttal everything out of their mouth. If you have resources you think are helpful, fine. Suggest them to them. But don't beat them over the fucking head with it and suggest that they don't do that, that they're just not trying. That's the dumbest fucking thing I've ever heard. Number four. Taking on the stress and burden of fixing their marriage. Again, there it is. It's not your job to fix your friend's marriage. As tough as it may be to watch them, don't take upon their stress and burdens because it has the potential to leak into your marriage as well. When you get too close to a situation, it can start to harm your relationship with your friend, but primarily with your friend's spouse. You suddenly look at their spouse differently, and even years later, you still associate them with the heartache they caused your friend. The alternative? Be there for them with boundaries, offer love and encouragement, and then direct them to a place that is better suited to help them, such as a therapist. This is why mistake three is a big deal. Therapists, by definition, are there to help people work through problems. They hold a responsibility to teach their clients that will help them learn, understand, and be prepared for the future. If that doesn't drive it home, how about this? Don't do these five things. Giving too much useless advice talking too much about yourself, being too critical of the other person's spouse or of them, suggesting a breakup, being too judgmental or critical. Instead, try these fucking things, kids. Listening, giving emotional support, offering helpful perspective, having helping a friend understand their role in the problem, helping a friend consider where their spouse is coming from, I don't think those are too much to ask. Trying to help someone else tackle their relational problems can end up becoming a fucking nightmare. If you're struggling in your marriage right now, big or small, doesn't matter. If your boyfriend or girlfriend or fiance, whatever, If things are tough, if you feel like you're at the point of giving up on something, if you feel like just throwing your hands up in the air and saying, God damn it, what the fuck am I doing here? Before you throw away years and years of hard work, time, life invested in another person that you deeply care about, ask yourself, is this, informa- is this information I should be sharing about my significant other, even with a friend? 
this person that I'm talking to I call a friend about these problems I'm having? Do I respect their advice? Are they somebody I look up to? How is their relationship with their spouse? Is their marriage something that I could model myself after in certain ways? I know you're hurting. I know it sucks. I know there's times in your marriage or your relationships where you feel like you've had enough. But when you take that vow at the altar in front of God and in front of people, that vow is forever. That is a commitment to always do everything in your power you possibly can to make things work. Even if you fuck it up 999,999 times, you do it again. And maybe on the millionth try, you finally figure it out. And just around that corner, there is a beacon of hope that is going to shine light into your fucking lives like you have never known joy before. My wife and I have taken a step back. We've agreed to do things differently. And the last several weeks have been great. Things are already improved. We're affectionate with each other. We're smiling more. Every aspect of our life has incrementally increased. Are we where we want to be at yet? Well, no, of course we're not. Will we get there? Yes, we will. Do you know why? Because we care about it enough to work for it. And we're not going to let the opinions of a few other people, good or bad, and the advice, no matter how much we didn't ask for it, from other people, deter from the ultimate goal. Which is to live happily with one another forever and ever and ever. Next time somebody comes to you, brokenhearted, upset, angry, whatever, about what they're going through in their marriage or their relationship, you better choose your fucking words carefully. Because you and you alone could be solely responsible for pushing somebody in a direction that they should not be going. And you could ruin... What was the best thing in their lives that ever, ever happened to them? On the flip side of that coin, you could end up pissing somebody off to the point where they don't ever want to fucking deal with you again. Giving advice where it's not wanted or asked for is a good surefire way to get blasted in the fucking face. And obviously by that I mean knocked out. Let's not be dramatic here. You don't go shooting people in the face with a fucking gun because you're mad at them. That's fucking stupid. That's what people in Chicago do. Alright. I warned you at the very beginning of this episode. I told you. It's going to be a fucking rant. But hopefully you got something out of this. Make sure you subscribe if you haven't already. 
Every episode is not like this. This is as angry as I've been since I started this fucking show. And I had to get that off of my fucking chest. And in case you're worried that I'm outing this person, don't worry. I didn't use their fucking name. And there's like 19 people subscribed to this fucking show. Thanks for being a part of our Saturday evening. As always, subscribe, follow us on Twitter and Instagram. If you want to email the show, make sure you can get in touch with us. And if you want to be a sponsor of the show, you know what the fuck to do. We're going to be back again with another episode later tonight. I'm going to preview all of the NFL's Week 8 games. Or is it Week 9? Fuck, what week is it? Jesus Christ, I got to check. What week is it? Yeah, it's Week 8. Folks, the season's almost halfway over. So, we're going to get into that and share a little bit of fantasy advice. Thanks for listening. This has been the Angry Man's Carousel. (laughs) 